Hey, gang, a uh, couple content warnings right up at the top. There's We're going to get into some talk of probably some spousal abuse. There's um, some stuff with pregnant women that's a little dark. Um, and there's some wonky consent stuff. The movie doesn't treat it like it's an issue. Uh, everybody seems fine with what happens, but it's in there. So just a heads up before you jump in, we are going to probably cover this. <laughs> Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast for two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Nolan. I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you're... Uh, what's your name? What's your name? It's... Uh, it's... Day... Isaiah... I want to help you with this bit, but I don't understand the reference you're making. You you don't? It is a part no. in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I watched this movie. I watched the first half of this movie like a month ago and gave up. And then when I came back, I decided uh, I didn't have the energy to start it again. So I just started from where I left off. I may pull the clip for or I may be editing this one. I don't remember. Um, but uh, I'll pull the clip. You look like a... Maxine? Yeah. Who told you? One of the few times I actually laughed in this movie. I wanted to guess Andrew bit. I just did not understand how I could. Hey, I, I didn't fine. know the reference, so I couldn't. Fine. It's that's the that's the risk of making any sort of like pop culture reference is that the other person doesn't quite understand it, um, mm-hmm. and that's the hell. And that's just the that's the improv hell you sometimes live in. And then, um, but hey, you know what? We're friends. It's fine. <laughs> Well, speaking of hell, we watched Being John Malkovich uh, this week, and mm-hmm. this movie was kind of that. Kind of, yeah. It's a weird movie, because it's, it's one of those, because um, you had not seen it before this watch, right? No, I and, had never seen it. Like I said, I started it like a month ago and got about to the point where he realizes he could be John Malkovich, and then was like, this isn't funny mm-hmm. and i want funny and i stopped and then when jackson challenges i picked up from there and finished yeah um i had never seen it either it's a movie that i've heard about a lot um being referenced as a really great movie people love this movie mm-hmm. um kind of i think it was like highly regarded at the time too um it's 
probably that because it's sort of a heady movie it wants to be a heady mm-hmm. it, it really wants to be a heady movie right you know um uh, that's yeah i mean it's a charlie kaufman joint which is always surreal i think that's maybe i guess grandfathered into his legacy of good movies and which is probably one of his not. more earlier ones right like that it sort of like set the charlie kaufman maybe? vibe um this is 1999 um so I'm not super aware of Charlie Costner's like I know of him and the kind of movies he makes. I'm not familiar with his body of work too much, so you could be right. I always would have thought 99 would have been like the late end. So there's adaptation it was 2002. All of the big ones. This is kind of like the oh, yeah. first because it, it goes like being John Malkovich adaptation, Eternal Sunshine. A couple of these I don't recognize. I don't. I've never seen Human Nature or heard of that. Um, Right. Yeah, a lot of his stuff's pretty trippy. Yeah. Is this the robots one? No, okay. I've seen um, more of his more recent ones are Anomalisa, which I really enjoy. Uh, um, and, uh, and also, I'm I'm thinking of ending things, uh, which I also enjoyed, uh, but was very sad at the end. I haven't seen that one. I have seen Anomalisa. I, I agree. That one's very good. That one's just impressive. It makes sense. And while watching this, I was like, hey, we should watch Anomalisa. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of sim- similar vibe. Um, moving on from Charlie Kaufman's like histor histor history or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I think that another movie I re- watched recently for the first time was Brazil. Have you seen Brazil? Mm-hmm. I have not. Um, sort of the same vibe for me as I was watching the movie because it's sort of a surreal sort of movie right um brazil and is like a i and i was talking to you before the record that this movie doesn't have like a good guy that we're following mm-hmm. or we're cheering, cheering for i guess we're cheering for john malkovich because he's the one being like exploited right through this movie um but to me a lot I of guess good vaguely lottie a little bit just because of like she gets locked in a cage, so I kind of inherently am rooting for her to get out, but ultimately, like, she also has shitty motives. Yeah, I mean, she, at the, towards the end of the movie, she's like, if I can't be with you, I'm just gonna kill you. <laughs> Craig's sort of story, who I think is supposed to be the protagonist, I think, mm-hmm. like, um, or is supposed to be the one that we're, like, I don't know if we're supposed to be on his side, necessarily. That's the thing. We're like, following I, him. We're following him, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we also sort of follow Lottie too, so it's 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 sort of a mismatch. Um, Based on the ending, it seems like it's a tragedy, the tragedy of Craig Schwartz, mm-hmm. and so we're supposed to feel for his journey, even though, like as you say, there are a lot of kind of protagonists in this movie. He's the one ultimately, I think, based off the ending that we're supposed to sort of like focus on mainly. Yeah. Well, and. His Craig's story sort of uh, and let me know if you feel this, too. It's sort of like a uh, it seems like a origin story for a villain, like a Batman villain Mm -hmm. or something or like some sort of superhero villain. It's like this is what happened to this person in his past. And that's why he is the way he is now. Um, He was this Mm -hmm. tortured puppeteer that um, had access to this portal into another person's mind. And now he hopes to control human uh humans instead of his puppets right 
uh, he he literally said at one point, John Malkovich will sit on my shelf when next to my other puppets, like, which is such a villain line. I don't know. The movie kind of quickly like shifts into like not not great stuff or not great scenes or just kind of like scary scary imagery like in an instant because there's a mm-hmm. moment where he being super jealous of Lottie having feelings for Maxine and like using John Malkovich to like express those feelings where he gets a gun uh attacks her and then locks her into a cage um so he can go into John Malkovich and have a relationship with Maxine uh Mm -hmm. which is really fucked up um and it's not played as like something that is fucked up necessarily uh it is more played for like Maxine is actually impressed I searched um, a good resource that I've been alerted to for stuff like this is a website called Does the Dog Die, mm. uh, which has a, it just lists basically anything like that. It's like, does the dog die? Is there uh, a pregnant woman in danger? Does a pregnant person die? Does, does a kid die? Whatever. All the kinds of things that people need to know up front or want to know up front about triggers like that, they're all listed there. And it's like user, like you can go in, look up a movie and submit like, yes, this does happen or no, that doesn't happen. Um, so there's also like some people leave like a little bit more detail so that you know, like what level of it is. So if it's something that, Oh, I can handle that and go in. That's I looked at that because at one point I was pretty sure Lottie was pregnant. Cause again, it had been a month since I started mm-hmm. watching this. And I was like, is he going to shoot his pregnant wife? And he does not. But, um, in fact, Lottie then attempts to shoot his pregnant wife. Yeah. Um, um, it's not good. There's just a lot of shitty stuff done. And I guess the movie is like, they're not good people. And this bad thing is happening. Mm-hmm. And they're not good. So, like, it's natural. But it is just, like, it seems to be played in kind of the, sh- the shrug of, oh, well, they're bad people. So, it's fine. And it's like. Probably for the time. For mm-hmm. the time. There wasn't another movie like this. There wasn't, like, a lot of, like heady movies talking about like what is the self what is the like what is um like because i think that's what the movie is trying to get at is like if someone else is controlling you are you really yourself in that moment or are you them like that's Mm -hmm. kind of the thesis for the the whole movie would you agree uh yeah um, i do like uh, oh go ahead no go ahead I do like a theme that I I noticed as an English major uh, and a student of film that, uh, <laughs> that uh, Craig the puppeteer is never ever in control of what's happening mm. in his life. Yeah, in the whole movie, he's never the one who's actually in control. Like for there's that that whatever seven month jump or ten month jump or whatever eight months um, eight months. And he's been John Malkovich and like has been successful. But even then, Maxine doesn't really want anything to do with him, even though they're married. And like, then she gets kidnapped and he has to give up being John Malkovich. And he's just like, and the movie ends, I guess, with him doing the weird thing where he tries to jump into the body after it's too late. And now he's in the baby Malkovich. Yeah. uh, And grows up trapped in the mind of Maxine's daughter. (laughs) It's fucking weird. this is a movie about humanity right and it's portraying these people but they are sort of cartoony villainous they're always villainous in their actions Mm -hmm. and stuff which people aren't like right so you know like so like like i i think people can be horrible and stuff like that but like 
sort of everyone's an opportunist in this movie and it's it's like where it's trying to be like a heady movie about like the self and like what is the self Mm -hmm. or whatever um it has characters that are like so villainous that are so uh, cartoonish it doesn't like actually seem like it's yeah it's a movie about humanity in which every person is so over the top none of them are actually human yeah that's that's exactly thank you for thank you for like some summing it up it's just like it so that's why like to me it's kind of the movie kind of seems pretend pretentious to me a little a little a little pretentious um and i feel like all troy kaufman films are at least a little pretentious i mean eternal sunshine of the spotless mind is one of the few other ones i've seen and now melissa both of those are kind of pretentious. Yeah, but it doesn't mean they're bad. But they I think just... the characters, and I would say I really like Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind. Like mm-hmm. those characters are very real to me. Like those people are pretty grounded, and I believe a lot sure. of those characters. Anna Melissa, they're puppets and stuff, and like it's sort of like a heightened fantasy sort of thing. <laughs> well, with the uh, tired of talking about this movie, so I'm going to jump into other people talking about this movie okay. via the social media movie reviewing platform Letterboxed. Um, our first review comes from Sophie, who gave this four stars. You know you're fucked when you ask Charlie Sheen for advice. In the mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a scene in which after Craig manages to crudely, I'm, I'm in crudely, I mean uh, in skill, not in lewdness, uh, crudely controls uh, Malkovich for the first time. John Malkovich believes there's ghosts or Maxine's a witch or something and turns to his confidant and friend Charlie Sheen for advice who constantly is just like not uh really reacting with it like friendly advice it's just like oh sex uh sexy lesbian witch awesome like that i think that was actually like almost one of his lines like basically i'm pretty sure almost word for word yeah that was the line yeah our last review comes from mario who has a pro rating seems like i'm sorry they also gave this four and a half stars Seems like I'm finally able to watch that one stoned without completely freaking out. End of review. Hmm. It's not really you that weird. All... It... I'm going to go ahead and say cut all of these reviews because not a single one of them got a laugh. I mean, no, I, I, I don't know. To me, this movie isn't very... Uh, I mean, we're talking about the movie, um, but mm-hmm. uh, to me, this movie isn't sur- that surreal or anything. It's not like imagery like weird at all i think probably the the most like yeah sure there's there's the one scene uh mike is now gesturing at a picture behind him that is when my from when john malkovich goes into his own head and everybody is john malkovich that's the weirdest part of the movie imagery wise the rest of the movie isn't that like weird to me it's pretty fucking weird when lottie and maxine are doing a gun chase through his subconscious and there's like scenes of him as a little boy watching his parents fuck yeah and then he pissed his pants on the bus like that's pretty fucking weird yeah sure but it, there i don't know i don't think it is psychedelic like i don't know i don't to me it's not psychedelic Fair enough. Or like you know right, like i'll, it's I'll not, compromise with you on that one it like it is just him it is people on a bus let's move on to a bit that will get a laugh oh okay uh what have you got here for us today, Madison. What in the carnival of bits? What's uh, in the, what's got the big top buzz in this week? Welcome to my circus. Play my games, won't you? Um, okay, well, I'll find some creep. Yeah, I'll find some creepy music for that, and that's the new theme song for Madison's Circus of Bits. Okay. Um, so Mike, I sent you 
PDF. Uh, we're uh, returning to my uh, the newest the newest bit that I have. What movie are we in? Um, so I sent Mike a PDF of a script. Um, don't read ahead or anything like that. Um, um, and where it is just uh, two, it is one page. It is uh, two two characters uh, reading lines back and forth to each other. And um, Mike gave me the good suggestion that, oh, we should replace the characters in the movie with like other fictional characters. Jesus, Mattis. Um, so I did that for this one. I didn't mean to, but I saw the two characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I apologize. I'm not reading anything else. I just saw the character yeah. names. So for this script, um, I will be reading the uh, the part of Eeyore and the stage directions. Oh, really? How did I How did I not see that coming? That I was going to be playing... Uh, go ahead and tell the people who yeah, I'm playing. Uh, so I'm reading the part of Eeyore and the stage directions. And... Uh, Mike is going to read the part of Ivan Ooze and the one Maggie Smith line <laughs> that is in here. What the fuck? Um, okay. So, so we are going to read this script back and forth. Um, and then at the end, after we read it, Mike is going to try to guess what movie we're in. So we would begin. They say birds can't fly this high. They say only angels can. Now Eeyore nods, nervously begins to remove something from his pocket when they are interrupted by Maggie Smith. Shall I pour your scotch? No, I'll take the bottle, thank you. She hands him the airplane-sized bottle. He waves off the glass. She shrugs, leaving Eeyore to resume what he's doing. Slowly, he removes a roll of certs. Well, what about your end of the bargain? From his clothing, Jones pulls out a black leather pouch. He hands it to Eeyore, who opens it to find diamonds. Eeyore smiles. He hands the roll of certs to Jones. It's not breath candy at all, but a tiny roll of explosives with tiny high-tech triggery mechanism. Ah, C5. The most... Because I can do like the... They call me Ivan Ooze, the most dangerous explosive material ever invented. Hard to believe that the, this little contraption could blow up ten city blocks. Be careful will, with it, huh? Both men smile. Eeyore's very, relie- very relieved that the deal is done. Then suddenly, the lights blink out. Eeyore looks around nervous, but it's just the in-flight movie beginning. It's Bosom Buddies, the movie. Ivan Ooze shakes his head and rolls his eyes. Another movie from an old TV show. Well, what are you going to do? Walk out. That's not very funny. But Ivan Ooze is dead serious. No, it isn't. So, Hmm. what movie are we in? There's some hints in this. I'll give you a hint. It is the opening scene of the movie. I don't know. I have no idea. Does that help at all? No. Okay. It is Charlie's Angels the movie. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. Well, this is very hard then. But yeah, there are there are some there are some hints. The first two lines they say they say birds can't fly this high. They say only angels can. Uh, there's also um, uh, 
uh, in-flight movie being Bosom Buddies the movie, and then there being like another movie about an old TV show. It's like hmm. some hints there, but it's okay. This was a harder one than the B movie of the first one. So, um, mm-hmm. but no winning this time, but hey, maybe next time. It's easy to manage my point total when you pick movies I haven't seen. I mean, seen. I don't know what you're fucking have seen before. That's not my problem. You're setting the game. It's your problem. You just have to get an exhaustive list of every movie I've ever seen. Jesus. How many made-for-TV Matlock movies have there been? Mm. Uh, probably none. Technically just the first one, the pilot. Mm. We're about to begin. See what we can do with being John Malkovich. Two. Our 30 minutes starts now. What if we do Space Jam again? We could do Space Jam um, again. Uh, I have one idea written okay. down. And it's the importance of being John Malkovich, as per the mm. um, Oscar Wilde play, The Importance of Being yeah. Ernest. I'm not familiar with that one, actually. I, I've never... I'm not super either, but I also feel like we could just use the title and a little bit of the idea. Mm-hmm. From what I know of it um, offhand, it's that there's basically two guys pretending to be the same man named Ernest. Mm-hmm at like a weekend retreat with like some their girlfriends like uppity rich family and it's the comedy of errors of like Ernest both of them yes I thought you were Ernest well what I mean to say oh, whatever mm-hmm. like basically um, multiple people pretending to be somebody there yeah not. yeah we could like we could take that I mean um, I think the most interesting story in this movie is actually the story of the old people like trying to like hive mind into john malkovich or whatever like it's the biggest lore thing of like why this is happening why this exists um if we wanted to continue off of that um but uh i don't know uh i will say i am absolutely uninspired by every person in this movie even the old people yeah so like we can i'm just i most of my any ideas i have would probably spin away from literally any person who was in the original excluding maybe john yeah yeah Uh, unless we did a thing where he fights back and he regains control um (laughs) fighting john fighting john malkovich um beating 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 john malkovich um and it's him versus uh, a character named like a room full of old people yeah uh he fights don Cheadle in a virtual basketball game um uh no yeah we could also do the being somebody else like you know we could do like mm-hmm. or we could do uh like uh if we wanted not to for it not to be an actual person we could be like so. like being doug funny or being <laughs> Um, here's being... an, a weird a dumb idea as per our usual kind of bullshit yeah. um, being John Malkovich colon a new legacy and then we just sort of redo it but in a different context we need to get away from Space Jam this is more the Snyder Cut <laughs> we rules. need to get away from Space Jam no 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 I'm not I'm not suggesting we do Space Jam I'm saying we use the title the the, the title as the joke because Space Jam a new legacy kind of just does Space Jam again but mm-hmm. different I'm saying we call it being John Malkovich Cohen a new legacy and then just redo it, but different. It's like the Snyder cut essentially where we kind of 
in that movie where we didn't really make a sequel, we just packed in an extra like movie's worth of plots around some of the other characters. This would be we basically are kind of remaking okay. a requill, if you like. So it stars. This is what I got. Okay. And it's not a complete thought, like most of my thoughts. Um, <laughs> but what if it is John Malkovich being John Malkovich and uh, he is um, depressed with his career in like everything. So he goes back in. He finds a portal that leads into his own life in past roles. And he tries to find the one like living in a certain role or something or a character. And he's trying he wants to rather live life in the present he's kind of reminiscing about old parts that he's had or something or his old career like so he goes into when he's like uh like uh arthos or in aragon or any other movies he's been in that i can't reference i bet aragon is probably high up on the list of parts that he wishes he could revisit Mm -hmm. and um really live in where he goes back he's six hours on set of it's kind of time travel where he goes back and he tries to make that part better or heightened so it affects his career now you know, like, so he's trying to, like, redo those parts to make those those movies better. Uh, so his career is mm. in, I mean, John Malkovich is, like, a highly regarded actor. But, like, um, in this world, maybe he isn't. And so he's going back into his old parts to make those those performances better for some reason. Um, yeah. that's. What if we work with an idea now that maybe John Malkovich is conscious assuming let's for a second look at this as if we're going because i know i said i was interested in everybody from the first Mm -hmm. movie if we do a sequel from the first movie like proper sequel there is an idea that maybe john malkovich's consciousness isn't like squashed down in his body it was like expelled from his body so it's like just floating around Mm -hmm. either in want of a body or like he's just like kind of not a ghost but just like john malkovich energy he maybe he can like work up his energy to like control parts of the body or something or parts of parts of it well i'm thinking he's look he's looking for a new body he's not actually Mm. in the john malkovich body more instead of being kind of caged in there it was expelled from his oh okay so he's looking for a new body somewhere or yeah and so like in the first movie we could like like we could lore that he was hanging around waiting for Craig's grasp to like slip so he could force his way back in like in any movie where somebody's possessed and like their spirit shows up next to them and they like throw their spirit into their body and like push out the ghost out the other side like you know like cartoons I'm talking about it'd be like that idea but not a cartoon okay so okay so he's looking for a new body to take over um or, or or he's trying to push out the other bodies out like or the other consciousness out. that's what i'm wondering we could do go back to fighting john malkovich where he has to go and fight each and every person who's in his body to expel okay them. like he fights all the old people um that are in there to get his yeah. body back that's yeah. pretty fun um we can make like a wuja and honestly movie. it's not that weirdly tone tonally different i could see that happening in a john like it's it's not i mean they would never make a John Malkovich sequel or being John Malkovich sequel. But like, like as far as like him going into his own mind and trying to push the others out, like we could do maybe some like, um, it, they didn't really flesh out the characters of the older people or whatever, besides the main one. But like, um, mm-hmm. we could do sort of like a raid 
sort of thing or like you know dread movie where mm-hmm. he's fighting different parts of the body um so maybe he's like free floating now and he finally finds his way back to the john malkovich body mm-hmm. he he catches a moment and, like he like he finds a moment where like they're uh senses are weakened or something maybe maybe john malkovich goes uh for dental surgery or something like that and he mm-hmm. is of course uh he he's being fitted for something like a like a cap or something and but they have to uh they have to put him under like anesthesia so john malkovich mm-hmm. like takes this moment where like the mind is lucid for him to dive back in and like he has this amount of minutes to uh to fight off and gain control of the body again um that'd be cool i like that idea um what do you think of that as as a setup? I, guess, I like that. That gives us a that gives us a ticking clock as well. That he at least has to defeat because he has to defeat Lester. Lester knowing more about this than everybody else. It's like if he's still in here when the body when the um, anesthetic wears off, he'll be able to boot me out because he's been studying this for way longer than sort I. Sort of like when they established it in the first movie with Craig. It's like oh we. Uh, Craig's been in the body for so long, we can't just go in there. He he'll be able to push us into the subconscious and like basically squash us, right? Um, right. Yeah, I like that. So it it it's kind of like Inception a little bit, like you know where they keep going deep a little bit. They yeah. keep going deeper and deeper mm-hmm. into the mind. Maybe maybe we don't go deeper, just to different parts of the mind, right? I do think we can use John Malkovich roles as the set pieces. Sure. So there's like a big sword fight scene in like Man in the Iron Mask. Yeah. Or stuff like that, where we can still use his movies for set pieces for the action, yeah. um, and those are the memories or the subconscious places where he's fighting yeah. them. We could maybe do some sort of timeline of like uh, John Malkovich's roles from like early to most recent or something like that. Um, it would have to be before 1999. So um, let's look up some John Malkovich roles. Early role was Streetcar Named Desire. Uh, on stage uh death of a salesman he was santa claus in santa bear's high-flying adventure he's in dangerous liaisons mm. i'm not either he was in of mice and men yeah with gary sinise that's probably that's the first thing yeah. i ever saw him in he played he played lenny in that um mm-hmm. and that'd be an interesting one to start in because that's more set on a farm uh and so Maybe they try to squash him into that uh, into that place first. It's like, oh, well, uh, he won't be able to get out of there. There's not a lot of escape. Um, um, Let's see what else. I've not seen Con Air, but that's on the list here as well. Con Air would be a good another good set piece, like in the sky. Um, I haven't seen that movie either. It's almost like we should we should have like we should have marathoned a bunch of John Malkovich movies before we started, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, for this idea that we didn't know we were going to have until we were doing it. We should have known. Yeah, we should know us by yeah. now. I went ahead and put Man on the Iron Mask on the list because that's next. Yeah. And then we're up to being John Malkovich. Yeah. It's Mary Riley. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. A housemaid falls in love with Dr. Henry Jekyll and his darkly mysterious counterpart, Mr. Hyde. Yeah. That'd be a good one. Like, maybe in that one, he's fighting, like, one or the other Malkovich. Like, he... Like... When he's going through the memories, maybe he's not himself necessarily. He's just another person. And then, like, 
he's fighting off the character of Mr. High of, of that John Malkovich is playing. Um, uh, or maybe like, cause I don't think that would fit for a of mice and men, but it could like, maybe like that could be something that we would do in it where one of the personas that he's trying to fight off is like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Right. I would counter pitch that he turns into Mr. Hyde. Like he's getting his ass kicked in this scene. Like I okay. think the idea is because he like, they have the body there, but he had the experience, like the, I inhabited the role. So like he actually okay. can like, like he, he can fight as well as Athos. He can, uh, turn into Mr. Hyde like that. He can do something from Con Air. So let's do three movies. Earliest being uh, in order would be Con Air, Mary Riley, and the Man with the Iron Mask. Okay, there we go. That is th- those would be the three movies that we go to. So he first jumps into his character in Con Air and Let's see also i haven't seen this movie but he is like a he's like a bad guy right yeah i think it's his name cyrus the virus grissom so i'm going to assume he's a bad man okay so his first one yeah so he goes into con air first right um and yes we'll say it's like on the plane um and some of the characters so in these in these Mm -hmm. things we're imagining he's fighting other people and he's kind of like beating them like do you think he's actually like they're actually like high action battle scenes or do we think like it is more of an internal thing or um it could be a little bit of both um i think a little bit of both i mean there was some running and gunning in john being john malkovich when people were fighting in his brain so i think that we can do a similar level yeah 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 and it's just if we're going to like escalate to his different roles, like Man in the Iron Mask had a decent amount of sword yeah. and musket fire and stuff yeah. like that. So like, maybe like the memories get like sort of re re like repurposed to represent like what is trying to do. So like maybe in Con Air, um, the like he's fighting a bunch of like the inmates and the DEA agents and that, and that scene with like mm-hmm. airplane stuff, trying to get to the, uh, trying to get to the cockpit, which is being driven by like one of the old, like old people or something like that. So it's just like, like sure. he's, he, it's maybe like a long, um, sort of like old boy, uh, like hallway scene where he's like fighting like a bunch of people in like this very thin aisle. And like, he's, he's choking one with the, with the air mask or something. He, he hits a bunch with like, uh, like a metal, uh, metal suitcase that falls out of one of the, one of the things. Um, there is a gun at one point, like the DEA agent guys have guns, right? So he has to like mm-hmm. get a gun or find a way to like, shield himself with maybe that metal suitcase or with uh with a door or something or maybe there's a really good um choreographed fight scene where he's in the in the bathroom and uh Mm -hmm. people keep trying to come in and like uh he keeps opening the door hitting them with the door like like knocking them out like hitting them with the toilet seat like cover or something like that you know um yeah like that 
what are some other cool airplane things that we could do? What you got any ideas like for this fight scene? Having not seen Con Air, uh, I mean, I'm trying to, I don't just know like, airplane. what airplane is. No, no, like, I know. You know, like we don't need to. Right, but I mean, it's not like they're on like a Delta flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Criminals. It's like a, a, it's a like prison plane. That's what I mean. I'm, I'm trying to think like what all that. I mean, there'd be handcuffs, so he could. Um, I like there's an idea in um, at one point for this fight, maybe, although this being the first one, it would be a little early to go this like tired, but he's like, there's so many people that he's like getting tired. So he handcuffs his one arm to like an overhead railing so that he can't like he's on it. He stays on his feet to keep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, It's sort of like a um, I've seen that before. I've seen that in a Dimension 20 episode, which like uh, Bill Seacaster. Yeah, that's but it's based it on like a real yeah. thing, right? Like we're like, I think I think warriors mm-hmm. did do that or like they to keep up and not to let themselves fall. They would like latch themselves to a hand like a handle or something. So that that's cool. Um, the whole idea that he is like handcuffed to a railing, like for a long portion of the fight, like um, is pretty great. Um, I think it's like and I think because because like the other people are lucid, I think like it is a thing and it, this is his body and his mind. Like maybe he's a little bit more like capable than other people, like a little bit like that yeah. could be a plot point in that like, oh, he's very powerful right now because everyone else is so lucid. But if we gang up on him, that'll be like the like. Yeah, it's arguably his mind. So I think giving him a little bit of an advantage of like his home field advantage. Yeah, it's your his brain wants him back in there. Like he doesn't want these like thirty old people running the show. It wants yeah. Him. So I think they. I think he makes his way to the cockpit after doing a lot of these fun like airplane like mm-hmm. things. He kicks. He kicks in the door. He throws he th- he throws the pilot out of the window or something i don't know and it's one of the old mm-hmm. people we saw yeah, from the first one. like i don't know um we'll establish at the beginning of the movie that there's a few like there's there's a bunch of old people but there's like a few like main ones right you know and it'll be one of them um and i, I get an idea for this scene where like he like grabs the cockpit and just like mm-hmm. um uh goes like into the ocean like just dive like dives it and it like everything gets dark and darker as they he goes down farther and like the ship sinks mm-hmm. and then like as it gets very dark he blinks and he wakes up and then he's in uh dr jekyll and mr hyde i would say i like the, i think an idea too could be um the screen gets darker and darker as he gets and then the camera pants out because you know how like in like old or older movies or movies set, I guess in the past, they'll like pan through the floor mm-hmm. to like a room yeah. below and it'll go through it, but it'll go black for a minute. I think we do something like that where as he sinks down, it goes black and then the camera keeps going down and now it's in a room in Dr. Jekyll's house and Mary Riley. And he like, maybe he wakes up in that room or yeah, something. Yeah. And um, also seeing so said these are all like linked chambers or whatever, as opposed to like, yeah, yeah. I almost said quantum realms, but I, it's like, it's like a house as opposed to like universes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes into the uh, Mary Riley and mm-hmm. I like this one, like being like in his mind, maybe he's like in a lab or in like something. Um, I'm not actually familiar too much with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, like storyline. I'm not familiar with a lot of things that I'm trying to reference in this particular episode, but I've, I'm more familiar with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So I can, yeah, yeah. Like if you have an idea for in. this like scene, 
I mean, it, typically Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde isn't like the hulking brute from like League of Extraordinary mm-hmm. Gentlemen. He's more like a small, almost ape-like creature because it's the idea of like this stunted sin of Henry Jekyll or whatever. Um, so here's what I think. I Because Dr. Jekyll in the story like still exists in London. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is a longer portion of the movie, or we can do a time jump like the first movie does, where he's here for like a year. Okay. Like hiding or pretending like pretending to be because this is John Malkovich's like roles. There would still be a John Malkovich, like I'll say drone. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Because like, in when they went into John's subconscious, they were seeing John Malkovich in his subconscious because they were memories. Yeah. So there is like the memory John Malkovich here, and maybe he like subdues him and kills him or something and pretends to be him for a year while he gets like intel and information and like figures out where to go from here. Like the the con air thing, he, it's right when he jumps in and immediately he's in a pressurized metal tube full of enemies that want to kill him. So he just has to beat the show. Now he has a moment to catch his breath and hide out. Okay. And then the idea of him fighting or becoming Mr. Hyde to fight them, whatever becomes like he's making some noise at that point. The idea of Dr. Jekyll was just kind of chill. And then Mr. Hyde come out and he'd like go and be an asshole and kill people or whatever. And this is like John Malkovich is safe, but he has to go out and do whatever. So he's kind of like becoming Mr. Hyde. And then maybe he does actually start to become Mr. Hyde to fight them or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I do like from what I've read, just giving the uh, the uh, plot of Mary Riley, it is like a sort of there is like a transformation, like there's a transformation, like part of the thing. So, yeah, right. I think that's also true in the story of Doctor Jekyll okay. and Mister Hyde. It's just he actually turns into some form of like man creature yeah. thing. It is a metaphor for alcoholism, yeah. but in the story, he does actually transform. It's just not into the fucking Hulk. I like an idea that he, the like the occult books or science books or whatever that are in the lab are actual occult. Because like, mm-hmm. like I arguably the all the books would have been fake mm-hmm. on set, but other he could have a line of like, "Thank God, Johan was like a stickler for accuracy and actually included all the like real books." But so he's like studying. It the also brain fits in like the idea of like. like- the acting of being the character. So if he's the character, then the world mm-hmm. is real too around him too. So like, you know, it is like a, a, a memory. It's like, it's like if you're picturing yourself as the character, then this whole space is like actually part of the world that I'm in. Right. So do we introduce like a side character? Maybe one of the people who um, was like part of Lester's group that now is like, I actually hate it here. Like I, this was a bad idea and I don't want to be here anymore. So she like helps him a la, Mary Riley being the housemaid or whatever and falling in love with him, he gets like an assistant and then we can have him do some exposition of like, yes, it took me some time, but I realized I, as an actor, I became the role. And as soon as I began to act like the books had writing in them, they suddenly did or whatever like that. Like it's brain filled in the information. Yeah. Or also like it's a way that he can like leech information from Lester because they're in the same brain. So he's like, it ended up, I ended up needing the information he had, and it was just manifesting on the books. We could like put in some something of where uh, let we could villainize Lester a little bit more, and like, because it seems like he is the, even though like, oh yeah, all of these people are living in, uh, living in 
John Malkovich and like controlling him. It seems that Lester is the more functional and like high, 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 like functioning, like the actual external part of John Malkovich, right? Mm -hmm. Based on like the ending of the movie where he's talking to balding Charlie Sheen. He's dressing like le- the the John Malkovich is dressing like Lester, acting like Lester was, right? So mm-hmm. um, we could like be like, yeah, he pushed me down into this, and then like I said, I like classic literature, and then he puts me into like the Doctor and Jekyll and Mister Hyde. I wanted to be in Man of the Iron Mask. Man of the Iron Mask. Actually, ooh, he okay. So he actually oh, uh, sh- this character. Let's call her Nina. Uh, just pick the name. Um, Nina was like, I really want to be in Man in the Iron Mask. And uh, she's like, but I can't, like, we don't have the ability to travel through the subconscious like that. Um, like, Lester shut that down. And John Malkovich was like, I can. Like, if you help me, I'll take you to Man in the Iron Mask. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I also kind of like this idea that, like, oh, yeah, the Mary, the Mary Riley, uh, uh, section is like it is the mm-hmm. worst one because uh, as I'm looking at the wiki for this like it was a huge fucking flop like like majorly like budget 47 million it only made 13 million like that's horrible I was gonna say based off of the few screenshots <laughs> I saw looking at it it looks extremely melodramatic so like I love the idea of everybody's like over dramatic yeah. acting and other but um, I think he has her get him because like I think I like the idea that one, he doesn't know what any of these people look yeah. like. So like she does, but also like he could pass one of them in the street and never fucking mm-hmm. know. So he, once he gets her on side, she calls a meeting of them to be like, Hey, I think I know what's happening here. Or I think I found jump out. And he's like, yeah, she did. I'm right here. And then he can fucking kill all of them in one swoop instead of having to like hunt them yeah. down. Or maybe he's been hunting them one by one, but it's like it took me six months to find one person and then three more months to figure out how I was going to do it. Like this is she's like, I can get them all together in one room. It'll take you an hour. I think that we need to because in the first movie, anytime somebody went through a door, they went through to like a different Mm -hmm. memory or whatever. So in all the fights, he has to keep people contained like so I like the idea that like maybe in the beginning he throws the pilot out the door not realizing and then that's how word gets out that he's mm, here okay because that guy he let that guy live basically yeah. without thinking about it he like threw him out the door like this will definitely kill him but not knowing when you go through a door in this in the malkovich subconscious it just moves you to a new place yeah. or whatever in the in the hide section he becomes like john malkovich brain leech hunter right he only ever comes and goes through windows mm-hmm. yeah so because not to like to say he can stay here like because he knows if he goes through a door He'll just go on to the next place. And these people will still be yeah. here. Yeah. I like that. Okay, cool. I think we're ditching the time, the ticking clock then though, of the dental surgery. Yeah. Cause we talked about it once the surgery's over when he wakes up, I think it could be sort of like an inception, like to use that as a reference, like time is di- like, mm-hmm. there's a time dilation. So maybe like when he goes on sure. to the next area, he has sufficiently less time than he thought he did. Right. You know, like, um, yeah yeah because it took him a year here which is like i don't know yeah he's got like a week now yeah um that works i like that or hours like if we really want to get to the next section it's like oh i i only have like a day if that like before yeah let's do a day 
Because um, that gets him through Man of the Iron Mask. I figure the last room where he has to fight and kill Lester mm-hmm. is a scene from being John Malkovich. Like, it's Lester's yeah. house. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I, I redecorated. Which I think would be a funny mm-hmm. joke. Yeah. Because, like, John Malkovich had never really... Well, I guess he had been because he was living in that house at the end of the movie. Yeah. But the idea of, like, oh, no, this is my memory or whatnot. Like, this is my yeah. house. At the end of the movie, it was, like, seemingly that the... um the older people were trying to find a way to get to the daughter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's a way that they could like jump into like a scene where like, Oh, he like maybe the John Malkovich Lester character, um, is invites the the family over or something like that. Or like, um, and Hmm. she's there and like she, he, that John, our John, the protagonist John Malkovich jumps into the daughter's character's mind or something like that, uh, and then actually in the real world physically fights John Malkovich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that that's like that's an idea um, as far as a setup of like how to take on the actual John Malkovich. Um, but if that doesn't go anywhere, like um, we still need to do Man in the Iron Mask world, but. Um, I mean, that's this is pretty easy. There's that big party that, or there's a few big ball scenes mm-hmm. where he can kill a bunch of people. Maybe he still has Mister Hyde yeah. or something. Yeah. But now with the the sword of Athos. Yeah, the sword of Athos. What do you think of that that idea? I don't. I don't dislike it. It is a bit wild. Also, we'd have to talk about the fact that um, Craig is trapped in Emily's mind. As oh well. yeah, we do. I mean, he's entirely passive, according to the lore. He can't do anything. He's just along for the yeah. ride. But um, we probably have to address that somehow. And it would be kind of weird because, like, what what is gained by John Malkovich jumping into the daughter and then beating up his physical self? I think it's... Who's theoretically still at the doctor as well. Because the physical body, we said, is at the dentist under anesthesia. Yeah. It, it's in it's, it could be in a memory yeah yeah like a memory that they had um then at what point the what is the point of him leaping into her body if she's in the memory with them it would be a way to tie into the first movie more but like uh to to at least at least right. tie into the story that where it left off in the end or something like and and I'm it not... seems like that the daughter is a vector of this system right like you can't like this person she she is someone that mm. like is able has a portal of her own somehow right or like or i guess it's the same portal right right you know presumably, presumably. um um i would say man in the iron mask it's some fight scenes there might be like a horse and carriage chase um where he blows those guys up and then having killed a bunch of people at the ball in Versailles or whatever, he just like throws the double doors open and walks from there right into like the foyer of Lester's home where Lester's waiting there with maybe like, it's just him. Maybe there's like a couple people that Malkovich takes out pretty quick. And I think maybe, Ooh, in the house, we see that old Roddy wooded door from the portal mm-hmm. in the office. And we find out that's like a direct line. He found a direct line to Emily. So that's his like escape hatch. Yeah. And I think maybe this is how John Malkovich 
learns of Lester's next plan, right? Their next plan of what they're to do. Right. And then it gives him more motivation. It gives him another motivation of like, I'm not only trying to get my, like, I'm not only trying to save mm-hmm. myself. I'm trying to save this, this young girl as well. Um, Biologically his daughter, although not quite. Yeah. yeah. Biologically his daughter, sort of. Yes. Um, but anyway, um right um yeah i don't know i think they could just have a big fucking fight yeah and maybe maybe malkovich like destroys the door or something that would link their minds and that way but ultimately like, he ends up like the body ends up in a coma mm-hmm. or something and like malkovich is at least in his own brain but well what if he goes into the door like to. to get even more heady about it he goes into the door in the memory um, and drags Lester into it as well, maybe entrapping Lester into maybe a similar thing of like um, of when John Malkovich went into his own mind in the first movie where he sees everybody as John Malkovich. Lester mm-hmm. sees everyone as Lester. He gets trapped in that world. But going into that door. Oh, right. OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I thought you meant the door that leads to Emily, no. the daughter. No, no, no. Okay, no, I like that. I like Trapping Lester in a world where everybody's yeah, everybody's him. him like is very hap- good. What like happened in the first movie, but John Malkovich going through the door again in a in a memory in itself creates this like like sort of layer on a layer mm-hmm. of a thing that maybe sends him into a coma but destroys the door or something like that. Like yeah, yeah. The le- lesson of this movie, Free Will's. Don't go to the dentist. Don't go to the dentist. Yeah. You'll end up in a hellscape coma where everybody is you with big boobs or uh, they're waiters or they're rich or it's just. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a wild scene. It's a wild like, but it gives us, it gives us a, a hellscape for Lester to live in as well. Like for his, yeah. for the rest of his life. Yeah. So we'll say that like, Oh, the John Malkovich going into the door and the memory creates a redundancy that just sort of like crashes the whole system, right? Of whatever the magic is or whatever mm-hmm. it is, um, puts him back into his own mind in control, but he's in a coma because it's just too much of a strain. Um, they try to wake him up at the dentist. They can't wake him up. Um, somehow Emily knows maybe the, or the, the daughter knows mm-hmm. um and visits him in the hospital and we see a scene like that or like um i had a similar thought but mine was more we reveal that the person who um has been helping him is emily she came mm. in like at some point to like help him i don't know like it's i think it's odd it's like um I, it would be like a little bit of a twist that she like showed up and then at the end she can come in and like pull him back so he's not in a coma but Lester is trapped in hell but I'm also fine with John Malkovich being trapped in yeah well maybe the Malkovich well, maybe she also like what is something that she maybe could like read to him as he's like knocked out or like in the coma that is trying to like help him remember help him out of it or trying to remind him of himself for a little bit or something or maybe the scripts to the movie Aragon. Yeah, like or maybe like they watch movies like in the room together where she puts on Mary Riley or mm-hmm. or something like that or like his old movies or 
um, interviews with him or something like that. Uh, like, or they watch Man in the Iron Mask, you know, um, to help him out of it or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all. Well, we need to decide right now. Does he get out of the coma or not? I don't think so. I, I, all right, then I'm, just, I'm I'm fine with using your angle if he does, but I, we can throw out ideas, and we have to, all we, we want. Could, we have to actually just decide could, if it happens or not. I like that. I like that setup for that scene that I just described of her like trying to help him out by like reminding of the movies. If we want to cut like two months later or something like that, where they're together in a park or something, like what what do, what do we think the end is if they if he gets out of the coma? Do you have an idea for it? Uh, no, I mean I don't. I just was if we wanted to give some form of happy ending, then he could get out of the coma. But I'm also fine if we don't. Yeah. I mean we could just like end on her sitting there in the room with him in a watching movie. We could like cut in like uh, maybe the end of the movie over the credits is a news story about John Malkovich's life, and then like oh he cut after after an eight month very successful like very like historic career as a puppeteer, and then going into like. Uh, the uh like yeah. this post life or whatever uh he uh entered a coma after a dentist fit after a uh a mishandled dentist visit and now he lives in in new york uh with his family or something like that or like you, you, we could see a news story of him coming out of the coma but not actually have a scene right you know like it's just like the people talking about it right but at that point, if we're not going to have a scene, what's the point of saying he came out just of the coma? To, just to say just he came out of the coma. If, say if, he did. If we want him to. Like, if we want to end on a hap- if we if we want to end on a happier note. I I don't know. I think if you're going to end on a happy note with that, we need a scene of him not being in a coma and being okay. happy. Otherwise, we might as well just leave him in it. I'm fine with leaving him in it. It's dark, but we don't always have to have happy endings. Yeah, I mean, I don't. To me, it's the same thing. Like, I, I don't know. It, it's the same for me either way. <laughs> I don't care. Do you care, really? Do you want it to be uh, happy? Like, No, I don't care either. I'm just... Right now, the ending of... We just have a news story that he came out of the coma. Yeah. Doesn't really do anything for me. Like, it doesn't make me like, oh, thank God. Like, a scene of him out of a coma being happy and back in his body would be like a catharsis. But... Otherwise, I'm. I just would say we just leave him in a coma and, and on like a little bit of a dark note. Yeah. Of her watching movies with him in the hospital. Yeah. But it, to me, it's sort of a hopeful note too of him trying to like her trying to get him out of it or whatever. It's like this will help. Like uh-huh. we have a scene where the the doctor. Sure. Like I don't know. It doesn't have to be like them skipping through a field together, right? You know, it could just be like a. It's sure. over for him. He doesn't have to do, but he's not trapped in his own memories anymore or trapped as a he ghost. He doesn't have to be an eldest. Yeah. He's not trapped as a, a floating ghost spirit trying to get back into his own body. Mm-hmm. He's back into his own body, but it's taking some recovery to actually get his life back a little bit. But yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's over. I'm done talking about it. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem like we feel strongly about it either way. Um, so. No, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm fine with it ending on a note where he's in a coma and she's there watching movies with him. And if we want to throw in a sprinkle of like, maybe it's working, then that's fine, too. But I'm also fine if it's just. 
Yeah, I'm done talking about it. What's in the episode? <laughs> like, I don't, like, All right. right. Well, if we're <laughs> done talking about it, that's credits on another episode <laughs> like, of The Equalizers. Madison Jones. Tell the people where they can find us. You can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are found, including the dark, dark areas of your mind. You can also get in contact with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers. Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com, and our Instagram is the underscore equalizers. As always, we spell that E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S, like in sequel. We'd also like if you give us a review and subscribe to the show. Just tell friends about it. Just I say this every time, but if you're listening to it online, there's usually a share button right there. You could just post it. You could also just be like, wow, listen to this really shitty podcast and make fun of them. Uh, that'd be fine because maybe they'll like it. Special thanks to the Banana Boys for our theme song, Two Steps, starting off their debut album, Technicolor Girl from Outer Space. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram by searching The Banana Boys. And as always, that's spelled B-O-Y-E-S, like in, oh yes. Their album is available on all streaming services now. Madison, Jones, next time, what are we doing? Looking at the list right now. I have a couple ideas if we want to continue. I know that you recently made a meme about how we don't we do movies that nobody's ever heard of. Yes. Uh, I have one that people have heard of that we could do if you want to stick with big guns. Well, what is it? Shoot it. Casablanca. I've, I've never seen it, so um, might be a good one. But honestly, after this sort of like this one seems this is like a little sure. bit of a sleepy movie to me. Um uh, I think Casablanca could be like a sleepy movie too. Um, maybe we need something a little bit more wacky. Did you have another one? I mean, I mentioned The Illusionist, but that would definitely be sleepy. Um, and it's also tough because you would have thought like Detective Pikachu would have been a sleepy film, and we did a pretty high energy. We do the last Airbender. The next Airbender. The next Airbender. Just kidding. There's another one. <laughs> the last airbender colon just kidding there's another yeah. one i already like i already like that title maybe we should do that i would say the man who killed hitler than the bigfoot but that's a real sleepy movie i don't think we could do something wild with it but... let's let's do the last airbender it excites me um right. mainly because i have no reference for this show which i think you do oh wow yeah I, I'm saying, oh, wow, not even in, like, the, like, Owen Wilson, oh, I'm why? so sorry. Yeah, this Wilson, is why? actually, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, this is actually the reverse of Dragon Ball, in which oh, I had no reference point for the show. And so this could be pretty fun. I'm just saying, wow, because this movie is going to seem absolutely buck wild to you. Like, as a person who saw the show, I thought it was mm-hmm. buck wild, and I had context for what was happening. Yeah. Honestly, after... I'm excited. We're doing last Airbender. Uh, honestly, after mm-hmm. this episode where I've tried to vaguely talk about things I've never seen before, like with some sort of confidence, I would love to have an episode where one of us can talk to something with some confidence. Mm-hmm. Are we going to, we'll talk about this maybe off mic, but are we also going to put in the rule that I'm not allowed to tell you any canon beyond what happens in, oh, in yeah, Shyamalan's sh- yeah, the last sure. Airbender? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll even give you my report of what I think the, the show is about or what I think like if, if, if we want go ahead and tell me that now and we can cut it from the episode and we can release it maybe next time um i think the last airbender 
well, the movie is called Avatar, or the show is called Avatar, right? Mm-hmm. That is correct. Mm-hmm. I, Avatar the Last I think Airbender. it's about a kid who um, finds out that he has powers um, of, okay. of that can bend air, and mm-hmm. he has some friends. Um, based off of memes, there's some, like, really quippy kids with, like, scars on their face uh, who can control fire. <laughs> Um, and, um, somehow, um, there's a girl named Cora eventually, uh, <laughs> well, wow, you're nailing the plot B for B B for B. Um, yeah. Um, but the, the scar faced kids don't like the bald kid, um, for some reason, um, <laughs> mainly because they're jealous of his air bending powers. That's what I think. Okay. That's what I think vaguely, um, I also know there's like an old man character who old man's around and is very well liked, I think. Gotcha. Any any thoughts on like the plot of the show as oh. a whole? Like what the bald kid or the scarred face kid are attempting to achieve? Well, um just for posterity. Um the bald kid really wants to um have he really wants to be friends with the fire the fire kids but the fire kids don't okay. um and it's mainly them trying to uh not be friends with him um but he's kind but and they instead of like having just like social interactions they have fights where they throw fire and air at each other now real quick how much of this was a bit um of me not understanding like actually yeah um no, no. How much of what you said was you doing a bit and not what you actually think is going to happen? Probably 50%. Like, you know, because... Fair enough. From, That's actually smaller than I was expecting. From what I know about the show, it is kind of lighthearted from what I've heard. Like, uh-huh. for, I know it's like a... It's Nickelodeon made it, so it is, like, more lighthearted sure. than other anime characters or other cartoons mm-hmm. of those like. Cool. So, Well we'll be sh- i guess i snapped but we'll leave this in just okay. so i don't i don't want to ask you at the beginning of next episode what you thought because you'll have seen the movie by then so i want to know right now without having seen the movie or the show at all what you thought was going to happen so we have that going in all right well then tune in next time for the last air before we end to we did forget to name this movie right um, it could be fighting john malkovich um we it could being john malkovich again. uh uh being being john malkovich um being john malkovich to t-o-o okay. uh john malkovich being john malkovich um john malkovich is john malkovich being john malkovich brain wars uh <laughs> colon brain wars uh uh, Which one of those was your favorite? I kind of like John Malkovich is John Malkovich, but I also think maybe that's pretty like funny. Being John Malkovich is John Malkovich, or like okay, there you have it. John Malkovich is John Malkovich. <laughs> so dumb. To be continued. We're done. I'm done with this one. First, take your favorite leg, and then you kick it up to your chest. Then you pump your open palms and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is, that's really it. You barely even gotta move your butt. Come on, man, now follow my lead. I will do the two steps. Come on, dance with me.
Mm-hmm. <laughs>